This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the Word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the program. It's the date day edition of the Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and this is the Word to Stand On for Life, a program dedicated dedicated to taking your phone calls and answering your Bible questions, life questions, and especially when Paul is here, you can get all the good stuff, the really smart stuff. All you have to do is call us now, 210-340-9585. That's 340-9585 or toll-free if you're outside the local San Antonio area. You can dial 877-630-KSLR. Numerically, that's 630-5757. Um, if you send in your questions via email, you do that by emailing Calvary or questions at calvarysa.com, or you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app and send the questions to us that way. If you are driving in your car today on this warm, beautiful day, the safest way to do it is to use the free KSLR mobile app. Just hit the call now banner at the top of the screen. You'll be connected directly to our studio producer. One more time for our main number. It's 340-9585. Paula, welcome to the show. Thank you, baby. We, we were just reminded that today is our birthday as a program. Where the word to send up for life is eight years old today. Wow. I remember when they called us when we were on vacation eight years ago. And uh, when we came back, he said, well, we'll be back from vacation on, like, July 3rd or 4th or something like that, and we'll start on the 9th, and here we are. Amazing, right? Yeah, we started out with a half-hour program the first year. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't supposed to be permanent. We were just sort of a summer fill-in. We were filling in for somebody. Yeah, we were just a summer fill-in. They wanted uh, six weeks, Mm -hmm. and then they asked us to extend it to 10 weeks, and then it ended, and I thought, well, it's going to end, and... And um, um, Mike Payne, who is a friend of mine now, was the former general manager of the program or of the station, Mm -hmm. called me back and said, well, we'd like you to do it again. And I said, well, a half hour really isn't enough. I mean, we just barely get going and we're ready to go. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to do it, we want it to be an hour program. And um, he said, well, I don't know if I can move a time around to get you an hour. And he called me back and said, you got it. Okay. And so we, we, we switched it from, or it was earlier the first year, and we mm-hmm. did it in the early drive time, 4 o'clock. We've been there ever since. Yeah, God, and and really been, sweet that um, they put the studio mm-hmm. here in your office instead of us having to drive to the studio, because sometimes that would be very, very um, tense. <laughs> <laughs> if there was an accident or something, because yeah. I, I only knew one way how to get there. And... 
what a mess it was sometimes. It's like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. And, and you know, I'm, I'm not a late person anyway. No. But but to be late when you go on the air at 4 o'clock live mm-hmm. was just... Yeah, and, that, back then it was like, what, 10.30 in the morning mm-hmm. and uh, for that half hour. And it was just, that was just horrible because the traffic was bad and, oh, my. But anyway, this is really nice that we just live a mile away. You're here anyway. And um, it's very much more relaxing. Well, I'd like to thank uh, KSLR for their partnership in the program uh, with us, the different producers that we've had. Uh, Rachel is our producer in the studio now, and of course Sam has been with us here in the uh, the church studio um, for seven of the eight years. Mm-hmm. And um, we're just really, really grateful that God has been able to bless us. Yeah, Eight years. Unreal. <laughs> that number is a number of new beginnings starting this week. Let it be all new. Thank you, Jesus. Good. Mm-hmm. Well, before we get started, we got uh, a phone call waiting, so let's go to uh, line one and talk with Federico. Federico, thanks for calling. You're on the air. <laughs> yeah, whatever you said. Amen. <laughs> okay. God bless you. I, I threw in the you. <laughs> I, I heard what happened in the church at Calvary Chapel. I said, "Oh my Lord, is everything okay, Mister?" Yeah, we're we're fine. I, um, in fact, I just retested today. We've been through our quarantine period, and I tested negative. Um, That's great. Paul, Paul, yeah, Paul and I both had very very minor symptoms. And uh, almost all of the people in our church are also in that same uh, time frame and, and phase of recovery. But we're doing fine. You know, nobody likes uh, people getting sick. Um, and uh, there, there are some people who are angry because we were here in the first place. Um, but, you know, Federico, we were just trying to do what God told us to do. And um, it's not our fault we got I'm with this going thing. through the same thing, Pastor. I'm th- out th- I've been taking care of this brother from church. He, he rented me a little room. And the- last week, he started getting flu-like symptoms. And then he started falling down. He's 74 years old, and he's oh overweight. And uh, his son came over, and I told him, take him to the hospital at least to get some, uh, I don't know how you say, suero, plasma? Or mm. some, some blood? Some blood? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, the my, pr- my producer speaks So you can get vitamins and minerals. And uh, he wouldn't go. He, I, mean, I said, if you call the ambulance, he don't want to go. They ain't going to take him. Yeah. And uh, two days ago, he he fell again. And uh, and next thing I know, the ambulance is here. And the COVID, uh, the little station where I didn't say COVID. And uh, they took him to the hospital, and, and when I put some oil on him before they took him, I put some oil on his forehead. It was very hot. Mm. And uh, I said, don't don't fear. You know, God is with you. You're a faithful servant. You, you, he has a radio program, a praise and worship program at 5 in the morning. I said, oh, you're going to come out. Here. And you're going to come out dancing and praising God. Yeah. And, That's our prayer. And, uh, well, tell tell, tell him we'll be go. praying for him, Federico. His name is Javier Alvarez, and uh, Javier. Now I I gotta go uh, get myself tested. I saw a podiatrist yesterday, and I told her what happened. 
and she told me to call the PC, my PCP. I, I called him, and uh, they're gonna. I, I gotta. He's gonna call me tomorrow to set up uh, an appointment to get tested. But mm-hmm. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of that thing. If, 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 if I die doing the good thing, is what you're going through. If I die doing the good thing, <laughs> well, praise the Lord. I'm, I'm, I know I got a seat over there. <laughs> mm-hmm. We we will be welcomed into heaven. Nobody wants to die. We want to be here. And Paul said to stay here and work is is uh, what God had for him, and it's what God has for most of us. Uh, but you know the the fear that this this virus has caused. Uh, even Christians are just caving in to fear, and it is a, a a frightening thing to watch. It's almost as though our faith doesn't really exist sometimes, Federico. So we'll be praying for Javier. Let him know that people that love Jesus are praying for him, okay? i got to go, Pastor. I've got a phone call. God bless okay, you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, mm-hmm. Bye, honey. Yeah. Um, you, you know, Paul, just off the surface of Federico's comment, mm-hmm. um, I, I can't impress upon people enough how important it is to be as healthy as you possibly can. Yeah. Um, uh, we kept exercising through even even when we first tested positive. Um, but but it's not like the exercise itself. It's just, it's just being in good physical shape. Yeah. Um, and um, I'm convinced that's why our symptoms were so minor. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of it has to do with God's grace, too. So... Um, <clears throat> Yeah, I, I totally agree. Staying hydrated, I'm just going to be a mama right now. Stay <laughs> hydrated, keep moving. If you just stay laying down, hoping that it goes away, it's going to take longer for the most part. Um, eat healthier, stay away from sugar and all that if you can, um, and rest. But, uh, yeah, take your vitamins. But, yeah, it, you know, l- let me kind of explain what my week's been like. Pastor Ron, this has been a, a very difficult mm. week. Um, last Thursday, I'm on the show feeling great, um, and I feel even better now than I did then, and I'm grateful to God for that. But this week, since Saturday, I guess, maybe no, Thursday or fr- thir- last Friday, when we had a little meeting in here, my heart's been broken ever since. So here's how my week has been. I've been, I was afraid, of course, you know, because I didn't want to get sick, but then I got sick. And, you know, right now, I am grateful to God that I got sick. Now I don't have to be worried about when I'm going to get sick because I already did it. Anyway, um, I've been sad this week as, you know, many had tested positive. Then I was grateful that most had mild symptoms. I was hurt. And a little angry, and I'll talk about that in a minute, um, because some Christian, and I I don't know if it's somebody from our body who probably doesn't even have it, hasn't even been to church this whole time. Maybe this is a little judgmental of me, but I'm just going to tell you how my week has been. Made sure to let the press know, hey, do you know about the outbreak over at Calvary Chapel San Antonio? Yeah, the, the reporter said it was somebody from our church. At least that's the way they identified themselves. Okay. And then the other hurt, angry part was, especially now that I know for sure that it was somebody from here, that they were able to have your personal cell phone number. 
um, that was that was rough. And that even some of Calvary Chapel San Antonio jumped on the blame bandwagon. That was hurtful and kind of made me angry. Um, you know, and I was hurt by our, but it, this is was this was expected. Our unsaved son said, "Dad, if you hadn't opened up the church, you wouldn't have been. You wouldn't have got sick." I expect that from my from unsaved people. Then I was convicted because you know the Lord has me in Psalm had me in th- Psalm thirty seven, and I told the whole audience last week um, <laughs> that the Lord was telling me Psalm thirty seven eight. Stop being angry, and then dot dot dot. It leads only to evil. And I think that's what was happening, not only in me. Praise the Lord, I didn't spill my evil out, but um, I was sad, hurt, angry, disappointed that so many of Christians, Facebook, and I don't have Facebook, but I heard a lot of, quite a bit of stuff that was going on on Facebook, even from Calvary Chapel San Antonio people. Um, I'm ashamed of that. Um, and then I was thankful. It's been a roller coaster kind of a, mm-hmm. a week. Then I was thankful because I felt great. My energy and my sense of taste and smell returned, and also my sense of humor. Um, and that was a good thing for me, and I think for you as well, um, because the emotions of Disappointment, anger, sadness, um, all of that was there. And yet at times, the Lord who just would whisper in my ear how very well pleased with me and you he was, um, I was okay. And then I was mindful of Genesis fifteen fifty twenty, which is one of my favorites. You know, Joseph, after being... Um, Abandoned, rejected, betrayed, all of that stuff by his very own brothers. Um, and I've been praying, Lord, I, I, I want to be a gracious forgiver. You've forgiven me of so much, Lord. I want to be a gracious forgiver. Uh, you know, I need the grace. You've given me grace. You've given me grace, and I want to extend grace. Um, that is rough. That is a hard thing to do um, when people you know and you love are doing and saying things that they shouldn't do and say. Um, But I understand that fear makes people, you know, because quite a few of the people have been texting me saying, I can't believe that they're blaming Pastor Ron for this. You know, we came to church taking personal responsibility. We came to church because we wanted to be a church. And so um, but God has forgiven me of so much that I want to be a gracious forgiver, not holding any of my feelings, um, my disappointment um, against anyone, because that's what Jesus did from the cross. He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And I want to have that same heart and mindset. And then Joseph at the end, you know, his brothers had just, you know, lied, of course, and said, um, Hey, you know, before your your father died, he said, um, he wants you to forgive us for all the evil 
that we've done to you. And so they're, in that, you know, they're uh, confessing that they've done all this evil to him. And um, Joseph was really sad, not that they were apologizing, but he was sad because he had already decided to forgive them. And he had been taking care of them for a very long time. And, and yet now, because of probably the way they were thinking, um, you know, if, if, if it was them, if the shoe was on the other foot and they were in charge, um, maybe they would have said, okay, now we can really get rid of this guy. And Joseph didn't have that in his heart. And I've been praying, Lord, I, I want to be like Joseph and not hold you know, just because I'm hurting, I don't want to hold that anger against people. So, so okay, so I'm there. Jesus, help me. Because Joseph said, I will continue to take care of you and your family, and I will speak kindly to you. And my flesh doesn't want to do that. My flesh would much rather say, and this is why I asked the Lord, do not let me find out, <laughs> you know, the names and what people said, because that would be harder for me. And I really appreciate you because over the years, other things have happened and you've not let me see the emails back in the day. You've not let me see the uh, like the websites, you know, the, the people um, put up. You didn't let me see that because, you know, how hard it would be for me to continue ministering to the people and so I'm grateful to God for that as well but then not getting mad wanting to be a gracious forgiver then I got a little defensive because I had other people they're letting me know who got sick you know and I was the ones who are really really struggling with their illness I was in my mind saying and then in a couple of instances, not so much in my mind, but I would ask, what other illnesses do they have already? What did they really go to the hospital for? Because everybody wants to say they got COVID at Calvary Chapel, San Antonio. And I got a little defensive because I know a couple of those people that they're talking about who hadn't even been here but who have a list, and as long as we've known them, they've been sick, and yet, because they came to Calvary Chapel, San Antonio, they got COVID, and they're really, really sick. And so I got a little defensive, so I'm letting all the people know I got a little defensive that I had to go and go in there and be with the Lord again. I'm just letting y'all know my whole week, <laughs> and it's only Thursday. <laughs> um, the Lord said to me, Psalm 46:10, Paula, I want you to be still and know that I am God. <sighs> yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I'm talking this whole half hour, huh? Because I got a few more things to say. But evidently, it is my show it's for real show. today. <laughs> 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 and then, Pastor Ron, I was getting a little irritated because the people had your personal cell phone. And I finally get you home away from all of this stuff after the radio program. And um, and they're calling us, calling you, I should say, out in our home right when I set dinner down for you. When you come home, I want it to be a place of rest. And it wasn't. And so then I get mad again. 
the Lord said, don't be angry. Remember, I, got, I have to keep remembering that. <laughs> but then I was really, really very proud of, because I could listen, you know. And I was so happy that the Lord called you to be the pastor. <laughs> Not me, because you handled the interviewers with humility and grace. And me with my little roller coaster of emotions this past week, I don't know if I would have done as well as you. So not to patch, build you up or anything like that, but I'm glad, I'm proud to know you. <laughs> and then, then, yesterday and today, um, there was just a joy that kind of returned, you know. Um, and it was, I have this song that came in my mind. It says, I choose joy, for I know the Lord will work things out for my good. I choose joy. And so I was just choosing joy, Pastor Ron, because you could choose joy or you could choose anger, depression, disappointment. You could just stay in that morass where maybe some of the people who are just on Facebook or they're just so afraid and they're thinking you're accusing them of being without faith, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Um, I just thought, you know, I could get swept up in all that and, you know, listen to the news 24-7. In fact, today I was listening to a thing that said, you know, um, Arizona is like the, the biggest outbreak of the COVID stuff, you know, right now. And they said, yeah, 3,300 people in the last couple of uh, you know, overall, between Florida, California, Arizona's the biggest one. And, and the guy happened to say, 3,300 people out of a million. 3,300 out of a million. Now, of course, if one of those people was me, that's a big deal. But when you think of 3,300 in one million, that's 3.3%. And that's the biggest one? I was like, oh, my goodness. I think San Antonio's 1.3%. But, but see, that's, yeah, that, that's what, how can I say this? That, that's what fear does. Fear makes the giants bigger. You know, when, when David came to bail out Israel, um, you know, King Saul was Israel's biggest guy. Mm-hmm. And... Goliath is out there saying, send your champion out, and everybody's looking at Saul. Well, when David showed up, um, David realized something that the, the, those who were cowering in fear didn't realize, that, that Goliath wasn't fighting people, he was fighting God. And compared to God, Goliath was a midget. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, um, I think that's what we do. We exaggerate our claims. We let fear really seep into our heart. And um, our giants become bigger than we can imagine defeating. And that's just never the truth with the, with the Lord. Yeah, yeah. 3.3%. 3. 3%, and it's a crisis. It's a crisis. So uh, I just think it's one of those things that we've got to be aware of, that the enemy's always going to be there. So we're going to try to fan the flames of fear. Now, we're almost out of time for this half. I want to talk about fear and faith for a little bit on the other side of the break. But... Um, you know, it's it's okay. I want everybody in the audience to know it's okay to be afraid. It's just not okay to let fear make you behave ungodly. Yeah. And the truth is, there was no godly motive at all for anybody to call the news 
uh, and, 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 and think they were causing us or me personally trouble. Um, it was just somebody being vindictive. And, um, um, you know, the, 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 the way we drag our Lord's name through the mud in times like that, before an unbelieving world, yeah. somebody called an unbelieving journalist, yeah. and suddenly we're on the COVID update, suddenly got television stations, newspapers all over the country calling me for interviews. My face, God forbid, has been shown all over the, the world. And it, it's just, it's one of those things. What did they think they were going to do? This work isn't a Pastor Ron work. This work is a Jesus work. Yeah. And he's the head of the church. Do, do they think they're going to cause damage to the church? Yeah. And um, one of the things the Lord has been saying to me always, and I'm guarding myself, not, not looking at the comments and things like that, but um, when people are afraid, they do ungodly things. Yeah. And God wants us to be available to them. He wants us to be open and loving toward them. Hands and, down, heart yeah. open, huh? You will be hurt again. And man, my heart has been breaking. Well, our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities in the spiritual realm. And uh, when we do things like this, uh, we're opening ourselves up for those principalities, those big demons to, to use us to bring shame to the name of the Lord. I want to talk about Facebook for a moment and social media on the other side of the break. And um, hopefully maybe maybe some people will be listening. Hey, it's the Date Day edition of the Word to Stand Up for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. 340-9585. We'll be back in two minutes. If you have questions about the Bible, you can send them to Pastor Ron and he'll answer them on the air or reply directly to you. Email your questions to PastorRonKSLR at gmail.com. That's PastorRonKSLR at gmail.com. Back to the Word to Stand On for Life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the second half of the Date Day Show, and we'd love your live calls and questions at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, we realize uh, that this isn't um, a normal topic of conversation. Federico sort of brought it up, and we've been in the news so much that mm-hmm. that it'd be maybe a little disingenuous not to. But I also think it's really important. Um, you know, Paula, you have brought a lot of joy and encouragement to this program now for the eight years we've been doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but but sometimes it's good to let people know that that we struggle with some things as well, sure. and and we let them in on our battle mm-hmm. and hopefully some of the people um, can learn how to fight their own battles. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody who's serving Jesus, nobody who's committed to Jesus is going to go without being um, persecuted or wrongly accused of things. Uh, Jesus himself was accused. Um, I, I think what, unless you have something else to say about it, Paul, the one thing I would say now is that 
we need to remember, we who are Christians, um, we need to remember that uh, because we're angry at someone, righteously or unrighteously, because we're angry at someone gives us no right to sin. Um, We have no freedom to behave ungodly. You know, uh, uh, what I've been hearing is when you're freaking out, don't speak out. Step back. Take that to the Lord. And then I think he'll say, don't say anything. You bring all of that to me for I care for you. Hmm. And I think that would be it. You know, with the... uh, I didn't want to leave it on a a downer, you know, though my heart was hurting. That's for a relative few people. I have way more, I've had way more texts through this, you know, hey, there's been so many of us who uh, tested positive. Why don't we all get together and come to church? You know? (laughs) (laughs) I I had somebody said, you know, we ought to all go down together and donate plasma. Yeah, no, I'm planning that. Because that could help people, so we're going to. Yeah. We're, we're going to do that. We're going to do that. Yeah. Let's let's take a phone call. We got Rick from Castle Hills on line one. Rick, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hey, Ron and Paula, how are y'all? We're Doing well, great. Rick. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. I just love y'all to pieces, and I call you once in a while, every few months from Castle Hills, just to send my love. And I've oh, heard all your news and stuff. And I don't own a computer, so. I've never gotten a chance to ever meet you or see your faces, so I got to see your face this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) See, I owe you you an apology, Rick. (laughs) No, you were fussing about how you looked, and I thought you looked pretty. So... <laughs> Thank you, Rick. I think Man, he looks I'm, all right myself, my boyfriend. Yeah, I know. I know you think he's beautiful, and I've never gotten to see mm-hmm. you yet, but I know you are too, sweetheart. So I just wanted this love <laughs> on y'all, and I listened to you. And you know, last time I talked to you, I told you I've been listening to you for ten years because I'm an idiot. And now I found out you only been on for eight, so that just shows <laughs> I'm getting older. Yeah, that's a, we lose track of time the older we get. Yeah, if our producer wasn't here to tell us, we wouldn't have known either. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good. At least we're all in the same boat. A little similarity Uh goes a long way, huh? (laughs) Thank you, Rick. God bless you, man. I just wish at 10 o'clock every night people would turn you guys on instead of the news, you know? (laughs) Because y'all are encouraging and you're correct. I would trust y'all with my children or my dying parents, and I know you're on the right page. So I just wanted to encourage you. And Bless thank your heart, you Rick. Thank you. Uh-huh. Thanks I so still much. Can't get out of my, still can't get out of my house these days because of my car problems. I can't wait to get back to getting out and around so I can come and meet y'all and sing my songs I've been writing and stuff. And I wanted to mentioned to you that uh, you're talking about all this fear. I heard a wonderful phrase I may have shared with you before. Fear tolerated is faith contaminated. Mm, very good. Very good. So when, when, I, when I repeat that, Rick, I'm going to, I'll quote you. I'll, give, I'll attribute it to you. <laughs> for about, for about uh, well, a month and then it's his. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I heard it from a pastor that we've all decided is a pastor we shouldn't listen to, but it just goes to show you that pearls can come from swine once in a while. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. <laughs> every, every blind hog finds an acorn somewhere. Rick, God bless you. Thank you so much, and I appreciate it. Uh, Paul, I well, was telling somebody else. 
uh, Rick mentioned just looking at my face. Uh-huh. Uh, I said, I have the, the misfortune of living in a high-def world, and I have a low-def face. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't do no, that. No, stop. <laughs> um, yeah, in fact, uh, now I'm getting a bunch of texts. Uh, that people are saying, okay, so when's church coming? When are we opening up again? And you want to tell them? Yeah, we're, we're reopening uh, this Sunday uh, for one live service. We're going to do uh, our, our other services live stream yeah. uh, only. But we're going to be mm-hmm. open for 830 service. And we don't expect a lot of people to come yeah. um, j- just because, it, you know, people are being wise. And we told people to stay home if they're in a, in a, a compromised position. Please stay home if you have underlying uh, health issues. Stay Oh, yeah, but but that's that's what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. Let, let me also say this, and um, and no child care. Yeah, and no child care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me say this also. Um, um, one of the things that, that the devil twists uh, when I say um, people who are afraid can't give into that fear. Um, what people hear is, oh, Pastor Ron said I have little faith because I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. We're all afraid. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. What I say all the time is that faith is the antidote to fear. And if we understand that, then we, by faith, follow Jesus even when we're terrified. Mm-hmm. I, I think of, of the disciples when Jesus said, we're going back to Jerusalem. What are we going back there for? Yeah. They're going to kill you there. Mm-hmm. And, and Thomas finally um, in resignation, said, well, we might as well go and die with him, too. Mm-hmm. That's great faith. Yeah. Now, he was afraid, mm-hmm. and Thomas gets a bad rap as doubting Thomas, mm-hmm. but but he was the one who said, okay, let's go and die with him. Yeah. Can you imagine the the sea? It, the water is <clears throat> built up like walls on each side, and we got to walk through there? I must be scared every step, thinking, this water's going to come on us any second now, right, right, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, but the Lord said, put your foot on there, go on and go. Yeah, well, let's move on to something else. Let me just please. say uh, this last thing. Please, those of you who are involved with social media, please go back full of the Spirit, your Bible open, and read what you have written to others whether it's text messages, whether it's Twitter or any of the other forms, Facebook, read what you've said and you and Jesus sit there and determine whether or not that was godly. You know, the truth is, and this is something that the Lord, I'm walking with him every day. um, If I need to be corrected, he's really good at doing that. Angry and they lash out in their anger. It becomes painful, but it's painful because I love those people. Now, I'm guarding my heart because I don't know who's saying what, mm-hmm. and I don't want to know. Don't want to know. Um, I want to be able to welcome everybody back and love on them. And you know what? If they don't like me, but they love Jesus, then I'm okay with that. Yeah. And when people are looking for someone to blame, it's always the guy at top, and rightly so. And um, you can't undo what you did. I didn't sin, but that seems to escape a lot of people's attention. So, <laughs> Well, we know. Okay. Anyway, you know what? The other day, um, uh, a new caller called in, Glenn. I think Glenn or Gene, right? Glenn. Glenn. Glenn, new believer. And he said, you know, I'm a new believer who 
I'm married to a godly woman. And, of course, I'm at home crying. So I wrote that on my paper, and I wrote down here, I'm crying tears of joy. Welcome to the family, Glenn. And, and, and for your wife, you didn't say her name, but God bless her for hanging in there with you because, you know, I know that, that pain. Yeah, that, that was on Tuesday's show. <laughs> yeah. What a sweet, sweet um, call that was. So welcome to the family, and um, may the Lord use your marriage first if you have children and grandchildren, uh, parents, other siblings, and just what a sweet thing that was. And I know that uh, God changes whole families, especially when the head of the household um, gets saved. And then somebody else called in talking about uh, dreams and vision. I don't remember who that was. And oh, I'm glad you remembered that because mm-hmm. you're the dreamer in our family. Mm-hmm. I'm the nightmare guy. <laughs> you're the dreamer. Oh, <laughs> well, I've had some nightmares. Yeah. That I, that's what I was going to say. Are visions and dreams the same thing or kind of sometimes visions, you know, because when we think dreams, you think kind of good. Dreams sound good. Visions could, are they dreams? Because nightmares, are nightmares visions? So answer that question for me if you would. I meant well, to ask you that. Yeah, they're, they're different. Um, uh, you know, dream happens when you're asleep. A vision, uh, John had a vision uh, in, in the Revelation. Um, in our study this coming Wednesday night, mm-hmm. um, the Lord appeared to Abram in a vision. Um, so it's a, it's different than a dream, but it's it's sort of a trance-like state because you're looking at things. Imagine John, the beloved, he's on the island of Patmos, and and he's seeing things that are indescribable, seeing things that he can't even begin to to, to understand without explanation, and so he gets a lot of help with the explanation. So. Um, um, visions um, are just one way that God spoke to people um, and still sometimes does. Um, dreams, I think, much more often God speaks to, to people in New Testament um, than with visions. But, but there are people who get visions. You've had a couple that have come true. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they, were, they weren't a vision for the time that you got them, but it was sort of a picture of where we were going together. Mm-hmm. So those are the kind of visions that God will still speak to you. If you're, if you're with him, you spend time with him. Mm-hmm. He promises to reward those who diligently seek him. Mm-hmm. And a vision is just one way. Dreams are a little bit harder only because we dream so much. Mm-hmm. And almost all of our dreams are just that, just dreams. Mm-hmm. You know, I ate too much pizza or, mm-hmm. or uh, had coffee late at night or, mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was laughing at myself because after after that call, I went to, you know, my old journals and stuff. And I have a book where I have on one side of the page talk about craziness, immaturity, it, you know, visions, and then the answer to those. And I was reading some of them. I didn't bring that book over here today because it's embarrassing. <laughs> You know, but see, you were you were a young believer. I was uh, when I got saved, excited because finally I got saved, and now mm-hmm. God's given us mm-hmm. little bits and pieces of of our future. Yeah, and uh, you're you got a little carried away in your yeah mind, and, 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 and plus <laughs> I didn't have you at the time to straighten me out. And some of those I'm I'm writing those bef- well before you got saved, and so I'm listening to 
false teachers that I found out later were false teachers because I was going around my house and putting oil on the forehead of my kids and putting cross oils on the doors of their, their bedrooms, naming and claiming they're going to be for the kingdom. And please keep praying for my Terry. He's still not saved. <laughs> and how many years ago was that? Um, but yeah, some of those dreams, visions, whatever you want to call it, were just totally embarrassing. But there were a couple. Um, and, you know, like before your mom died, you weren't saved yet. And I was like, Lord, what's happening? And, he, and I, I, I think I was asleep. Um, but the Lord showed me exactly how your mom was going to die, even to the point of you and your sister going into the room to have to tell the doctors, um, she's brain dead, go ahead and pull the plug. And I saw you have an older brother. Um, he's three years older than you. Well, I'm telling you in the audience. He, his brother John is three years older than him, and then Ron is three years older than the younger sister. And so even your brother could not go in. He was up against the wall outside your mom's room. He couldn't go in. He couldn't make that decision to pull the plug. I mean, in my vision... Um, dream whatever um, she had tubes you know everywhere and so when we went you know we went to the hospital it turned out exactly like that um, and I was asking the Lord why I mean I'm thankful you showed me this because I remember telling um, Nelda who was the other executive bank teller with me at um Bank of America in California. I remember telling her my dream like three days before this actually happened. And so I had shared that with her, and she says, well, I don't know. We'll, we'll see if it comes true. And sure enough, and it was like, wow, Lord, you know, why did you show me that? And he wanted to show me that so I didn't freak out as much, and I was able to tell you at the time that, because um, your mom had gotten saved, um, that she's no longer in pain. And what was your response? Do you remember? I don't. I don't <laughs> you don't remember? I was so angry. At, That's at, exactly at, what it was. Don't any, tell me that. idea of God, yeah. I want my mom back here with me. Yeah. I was like, oh, dear, what do I do, Lord? But he had showed me, shown me that. And so, uh, yeah, that was one of the, ones that came true and then the other one but, but remember you, you you still say my mom was your best friend very and, best and, friend and she was the one who um, when I was behaving horribly yes she was the one who was always there for you mm-hmm. and the one who would tell you honey you move in with us yeah she you, told me she said you and the boys move in with with me you know divorce him Nobody will blame you. To have my my, my your mom, <laughs> who happened to be my best friend, and so when she told me that, I said, "No." About three weeks ago, I read something in the Bible that I finally understood because you know I'm I'm ignorant back then, new fairly new believer, and even though I was trying to read my Bible, I didn't understand much of it. But um, I came across this one that says, "God hates divorce," and then. I, you know, I was looking up all kind of things of 
why. You were looking for loopholes. <laughs> yes, yes, I was. I was definitely looking for loopholes, and and I didn't have grounds to divorce you. You weren't really cheating on me. You weren't beating me up or, you know, doing drugs or alcohol. You never drank any alcohol in your I life. Was and I was just a jerk. You were just a jerk. But I was looking for loopholes, and the Lord wouldn't let me do that. He didn't help me find any. He said, no, I hate divorce, and, you know, um, so I was. What a witness that was to my mom. Yeah. I said, Mom, if you'd have told me this, asked me this like a month ago, I'd have been here. <laughs> but. God's timing. I just read, and here's what I and I showed her in the Bible what it said: God hates divorce, and um, He also hates a man covering himself with violence. Well, I don't have a violent husband. You didn't raise a violent man. He's just an absentee, you know, workaholic jerk who could care less if I was you know, there. Paula, the, you, we, we talk about visions and dreams and the purposes of them. Um, this is just now, now. I'm going to say it in a way that's not written in the word, but but the the principle is true. God won't give us more than we can handle. Yeah. And He was letting you know what was coming, so you'd be able to handle it. He yeah. loves you. First yeah. Corinthians ten thirteen. Use the word test, trial, or temptation can can be interchanged with that Greek word. Um, um, no temptation sees you except that which is common to man and God is faithful and he was demonstrating his faithfulness and kindness to you mm-hmm. to prepare you for something that otherwise you wouldn't have been able to handle very well so that's one of the real purposes and values of of having dreams yep. and, and in my book visions, dreams, thing um one of those times, it was like I heard the voice of the Lord said, I'm going to use your marriage to help many others. And we've done a whole bunch of marriage conferences and um, over, the, over the years. And even in our church, people watch our marriage and, you know, they want to emulate us. Our very own children who, no offense to the church, are like the most important, um, they have seen up close and personal the before Jesus and the since Jesus. And um, they know who intervened and who is now the boss in our house and who is the spirit of peace, um, love, joy in our home and they cannot deny that there was a person though they can't see him who came into our home and took up residence and you told him there's a new sheriff in town (laughs) (laughs) hey i was a believer too paula we've got five minutes left in the program i got terry holding on line one so let's take that phone call terry thanks for calling you're on the air it's from San Antonio, not from California, so it's not your Terry out there. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey there, Paula. She, I knew it. <laughs> She's listening. Well, listen, here's the deal. It's my story, and I'm sticking to it. It was uh, 2000, a long time ago. Each can remember certain dates. 2000, 2020. That's a voice in the background you hear, too, Arabella. Mm-hmm. But... Mm-hmm. But uh, I, when people, I'm sharing some things and talking with them, especially about this, and it, it's uh, just had uh, my barber call. 
he listens to you. He listens and and has never been there, but people listen. And it was uh, 2000, um, made a wrong turn down Pat Booker Road, never really been out there. And you've heard the story maybe, I think you have. Um, but God's perfect plan is always perfect. And uh, wrong turns can turn into one ways, okay? And uh, for that day, when I turned in there, walked into Calvert Chapel, and it was a great hesitation because I can't believe this is the guy I've listened to. I didn't even know what you looked like, just like the other guy today. I had no idea. I didn't <laughs> care. But see, when and I share with people, I cut them off, and I go, yeah, I blame Pastor Ron for this. Absolutely. The buck's, the buck's got to stop there. And I, I blame him completely because if he hadn't been so faithfully filled with the Spirit of God and teaching the Word on that day, just, uh, uh, you know, never known anything about him, never even known what he looked like, but heard, heard messages, on, not on the program, but on the radio, okay? And so, so it, it was an amazing thing. And it was that very day that I got born again by God's <laughs> providence and, and, and grace. And, and so I say, yes, if he hadn't been so faithful, if things were different, uh, I wouldn't be uh, involved in Calvary Chapel to the degree uh, and, and exposed to this pandemic situation and, and everything that goes with it. So, and, okay. and I, I can hear Arabella going, Terry, we're running out of time. Let me say thank you and, and uh, let the audience know that for 20 years, You've been bringing people to the church, and they've been getting saved, uh, and that's been one of the constants in your lives. So God bless you. And Arabella, if you're listening on the radio, God bless you. We love you and can't wait till we can hug you again. Yeah. there's Jerry, you heard there's no child care, though, right, baby? Yeah. Exactly. Sorry, Arabella. That's yeah. Ron and Paula. But anyway, you, we have time and listen every day. and. Hi, <laughs> Arabella. Anyway, uh, thank you for everything. Thank you, Terry. And uh, you lived in so many pieces and so many lives have, have been changed. Little rudders turned big. That's for sure. Thank you, Terry. God bless you, buddy. See you soon. Well, Paula, we're inside now about a minute and a half for the program. Anything you want to close with? Mm, yeah. I also had another. Um, I also had another vision, one more vision, a long time ago where... Um, I uh, I looked at our house, our house, our church house, and there was like fire over it, but it didn't consume the house. It was just like the purifying fire of the Holy Spirit. And so this whole time, the Lord's been reminding me of some of these visions and dreams. And so I'm a very grateful person. So thank you, Jesus. I'm just going to keep hanging out with you. <laughs> Hey, thanks for tuning in today. This has been the date day edition of the program. Um, remember, we're going to be reopening on Sunday, just one live in-person service. It will be the 830 service. Unfortunately, we are not yet able to child care. Too many people uh, who are still out uh, who serve in child care, but that will be coming in the near future. Wear your uh, mask. Got to have a mask. And, and for all of you in the audience, thanks for giving us eight years of your time. It's an amazing thing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock on AM 630 The Word. See you Bye-bye.
Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Calvary.